Imperial battleship, halt the flow of time. I cannot swim, you Spanish peacock. I'm not Spanish, I'm Egyptian. You five-star double-rated astronavigatrix. Uh, 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 what? Space herpy. Give me the remote control. Good heavens, General, that sounds like a woman. Impossible! Welcome, listener, to Star Crashed. We discuss genre movies released before the year 2000. In this episode, we'll discuss The Mask of the Red Death a horror movie from 1964, and my name is Ebba. My name is Linnea. So, Mask of the Red Death uh, might be recognizable because it's a poem by Edgar Allan Poe, but uh, why did we choose to watch this um, little movie? (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, it was not because this is a movie about the pandemic and we currently have a pandemic in the (laughs) world. Uh, I didn't even make that connection, but yes. (laughs) That was entirely coincidental. Um, we actually planned before Corona to mm. uh, talk about this film. Um, I think mostly it was just we we had seen a trailer for it and we really liked the way it looked. You know, it looked very mm. colorful and everything. Mm-hmm. So we were like, mm, yes, we wanna we wanna check that out. And now we did. And I'm very excited to hear what you think about this one. Yes, I am too. But I do, I I think we should just like, because the plot is actually kind of simple. So I feel like we should just get Mm -hmm. that out of the way. So, I mean, if you've read Edgar Allan Poe, I haven't personally, but if you had, or maybe if you've read about this sort of horror story in a different format, which I have done, I think, like in one of those kiddie horror books, um, Mm -hmm. you know, with those collections of horror stories, but they are sort of like muted down a bit uh, for kids I think this might have been like in a, like some sort of version of this one um, but the the anyways man tang- tangential indeed <laughs> <laughs> so psychologist uh, you want to hear about my childhood here <laughs> yeah anyways so it's set in the medieval times it's not set exactly when but in in the medieval times and um in this sort of f- front and center, we have a prince who is inviting his uh, friends and anyone who he sort of wants to have around into his walled off castle. And uh, all over the world or all over the over the country, there is a plague going on, the Red Plague, which kills people in a really horrific way. And it's super contagious. So this prince, he invites people to sort of uh, wait out the plague um, in his castle and they have uh, wild parties every night and they feast and they live really um, sp- decadent they, they, yes exactly yes, very yeah. decadent lifestyle especially considering that you have people starving and being sick on the countryside and um, mm-hmm. quite early on uh, we're we're introduced to him as a sort of rather evil and sinister person uh he's first seen in a village where he sort of uh, pits uh, a a um a father 
uh, to a young woman and her lover against each other. And he says, well, you have to choose one of these two, he says to the young woman. And then uh, after it is revealed that the Red Plague is in the village, uh, he basically just tells his soldiers to torch the entire place. And he brings with him the young woman and the father and her lover so to sort of have us play things. And it's quite... Uh, out front with that so to say mm-hmm. so there's no like he's not trying to look like a good guy here or anything no, no, like we know not. immediately like <laughs> yeah he's gonna be a pain in the ass and he's evil <laughs> and uh, so yeah anyways in the castle you have this uh, wild party going on and these guests and uh, we're sort of um introduced to the fact that the prince i can't remember his name the prince paul prospero prospero yes thank you uh might be a satanist or satanist how is it pronounced i don't know satanist Satanist. (laughs) yeah i don't know (laughs) anyways a fan of satan a fan of beelzebub they have weird rituals him and his wife where they sort of have you know like alters in in the prince of darkness name and and he sort of wants to corrupt this young woman because she is very religious she really believes in god and and the soul and being saved by god and he's like hmm i shall corrupt you you'll see (laughs) and then that's basically his mission to sort of turn her to his side basically and he's doing that by with certain uh, ploys like for example he has uh, the lover and and the father in his basement and he sort of tries to use them to sort of turn her uh, into satan worshipping <laughs> uh, and then the rest is sort of um, filler for that purpose uh, mm. his, his faith will be tested let's say let's you know let's put it mm. like that yeah not 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 just hers but his also in his God, so to speak. Yes. (laughs) Which is why this is really, I mean, you could def, you can, we can get into some things here, which I just find amazing. So I don't want to get into many scenes or things like that. I think, I feel like we should have um, some open space here to talk about. So that's the basic plot. Is there any major things that you feel like I missed that you want to talk to before we go into more detailed things or? No, I think you covered uh, the. Most important uh, plot lines in the story. Um, I think later on when we talk more about the characters, yeah, we will yeah. highlight uh, a few other things. But uh, I think this yes. there is one character covered it. I haven't yeah. mentioned yet, but that is sort of <laughs> intentional because mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, so you know, general thoughts. What's your general thoughts on this movie? General oh, impressions. It's, on, it's yeah. gorgeous. <laughs> Yes, it looks so, it's so great. Fucking beautiful. Sorry, I'm, I'm. I was like, "What do you think?" And then I'm just shouting over you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, wow. Um, it looks great. The clothing looks great. Oh, the awesome. sets looks great. It's yeah, really pretty film. Um, oh, just the colors. <laughs> My God, I the vibrant colors and just like mm-hmm. pure, you know, like yellow, red purple blue green they're just vibrant colors there's no like oh let's let's tone it down and make it you know like Mm -hmm. here's the colors here's how how insane and weird this world is compared to the the 
utter devastate that is going on outside. It's it's amazing, and the mm. outfits are. Mwah! Oh, yes. I I mean I had I, I kind of had the feeling that uh Yeah, I know. <laughs> but both of us were gonna enjoy yeah. it. But uh based on seeing the trailer, you know, I yeah. I, I saw the trailer and I was like, mm, Eva's gonna <laughs> love this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it really is so fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh there's just hmm. I wanted to stop the movie at times and just like sort of screenshot it. I couldn't because it was on the television. But, you know, there were some Mm. really awesome outfits in this movie. Oh, yes. Yeah. And just, I mean, if you imagine like early 60s, that sort of really structured uh, waist and and, uh, chest area that you have. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, it's super tight and super structured, like I said. And then you have these sort of fantasy medieval clothing on i mean you have zippers we we don't have zippers in the medievals but these ones do uh these outfits do and it's just really sparkly and they have a lot of Mm. gemstones like fake ass huge gemstones (laughs) and i'm I'm so here for it i love Mm. it i love it same Well, listener, I hope you enjoyed this episode of uh, Star Crashed. <laughs> but yeah, glossy, glossy co- cover aside, um, it's kind of a serious movie, actually. You want to yeah, I mean, get into that? I mean, <laughs> I could talk about it, outfits for another hour if you want to, but... Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's... Uh... It's a kind of movie, you know, it is it is about a serious topic, you know, this pandemic. And also about Satanism, which is also kind of a serious topic. Mm. Um, and, and faith. It, it, yeah, and it, it has those very intense moments when it's dealing with those things. But then, sort of mixed in with that, there are scenes that are absurdly comedic, where Prospero is just making his guests do all sorts yeah. of things because you know they can't say no to him you know yeah. because he's, he's so evil so he mm-hmm. says you know get on the floor and pretend to be a snake so they do that and yeah. it's hilarious but it's also really awkward because you know <laughs> it's it's really difficult to describe but it's it it's it's a mix of tones in the different scenes that i think actually works really well when you look at it as mm-hmm. a whole um, because these sort of quote-unquote comedic scenes, you know, on the surface they're kind of funny, but then when you look beneath the surface, they're really sinister, and and it just mm, it's delicious in how just yeah. evil it all is. <laughs> yeah, it's it's almost one of those things that it it shouldn't work, mm. um, but it really really does work. Yeah, and uh, it makes you. It makes you think and it makes you, I mean, it keeps you on edge. Like, where will this end? I mean, I wasn't sure, um, for example, how, I don't remember her name, but like the young lady that I mentioned in the synopsis part. Uh, Francesca. Francesca, yeah. Like, I I wasn't sure if she was going to sort of join Satan or uh whether mm-hmm. or not her lover was going to die i didn't i felt like i was i didn't know so i was on edge mm-hmm. and not a lot of times that you can actually say that and especially not maybe sort of a movie of this format like usually you can kind of tell but i felt like this did a really good job of 
you know, I, I could picture it going different ways. And that was really neat. And I think that might have been something in that weird blend of, of, uh, of, of moods and um, scenes like you talk of. So, yeah, uh, just really interesting viewing experience, I feel like, overall. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. I think, at least for me, it was sort of at least a little bit enhanced because it was about the pandemic. It's not yeah. it's vastly different from the pandemic we're having now, but it was still this feeling of, you know, impending doom that yeah. is sort of similar for the for the two scenarios. So yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a bit cathart cathartic or <laughs> yeah. stop using words you don't understand is what I should tell myself before we hit the record button. But um it the, there is something of kind of releasing in, in watching mm-hmm. something like that. I mean mm-hmm. I feel like I should watch a zombie movie next because then by then I'll be like, I'm good. <laughs> I have no, yeah. no anxiety, no issues, no anything. <laughs> I'm fine. Um, but yeah, this, this whole sort of how, how the rich people can sort of sit in their castles and eat all the good food and, and sort of laugh at, uh, at uh, people not having a good time <laughs> during a pandemic. Um, Feels rather relevant, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Very much so. Um, and uh, I don't know if... Do we want to get more into the ending? Um, oh, go for it. Go for it. Yeah, because uh, the Red Death, even though Prospero has sort of tried to wall off his castle and doesn't let anyone in or out, uh, the Red Death, of course, does enter the castle. Um, and we see this person in a red cape. And we, of course, know that this is the plague that has come to the castle. And we see it as a person. Uh, and Prince Prosper also sees it as a person. And he thinks, oh, this is Satan. He has come to me. And, you know, he, he can't kill me because I'm I'm his loyal servant and mm. everything. But then it's revealed that, no, it's, it's just death. Yeah, and de- death doesn't take sides. Yeah, so Prosperi dies in the Red Death, and it's just so mm, yes. <laughs> it, it's like it's almost like a fuck you, but I don't care. That's basically what <laughs> Satan or not Satan, what the Red Death is saying. Like mm-hmm. I don't care, I don't give a shit about you and your prince titles and your allegiances here, or, or anything. Mm. You're 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 as much of an ant as the next one, mm. basically. And, uh, and I think, you know, there's um, for, for Francesca's lover, Gino, who for parts of the movie is like a prisoner in the mm-hmm. castle. Uh, but at one point he actually gets out of the castle. And <clears throat> some of the other villagers that have been struck by the Red Death, you know, mm-hmm. they're travel- traveling towards the castle, um, hoping that, you know, maybe Prospero can help us. And mm-hmm. essentially what they're doing is choosing satan they're giving up on god and choosing satan while gino he's still believing god and he's saying no the plague is the better alternative out of the two (laughs) because he recognizes that prospero is actually evil yeah the plague is not the plague is horrible and it's probably going to kill them all but the plague is just it's neutral it's neutral yeah. yeah and and dying by the plague to gino anyway is still you know that's that's a death he can accept because that that is a death that he can still sort of accept 
out mm. from his own religion. Yeah, because we do get like, you, you. I mean, you could argue, well, maybe it's just as good to die of the plague in Prospero's castle. I mean, you'd have uh, cool music, awesome outfits, good good dancing and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, we sort of get hints at the fact that there might be, like, like it's not ruling out the fact that there might be Satan. There might be something very sinister like that. Mm-hmm. Because there is a scene with his wife where, I mean, I did, I don't remember seeing Prospero doing any sort of like, uh, you know, altar stuff, like mixing herbs and singing incantations and things like that. But his wife did. His wife like drank uh, blood at one point and uh, burnt a upside down cross I believe it was uh, on her chest mm. as well so so she sort of has a nightmare scene where she is attacked by I'd say like ancient people I don't know how to other mm. explain mm. it but people who seem to be from different eras not at the same time but like different eras sort of something almost like eternal so a, a sort of avenging spirit or some some sort of evil thing that doesn't stick to one sort of form is attacking her Uh, and you could say like oh maybe she was asleep maybe she was this and that and that but she does get attacked by a crow to death afterwards Mm. so you do Mm. get the feeling that there is something there there is something Uh, evil there um you could say well maybe that's just like her almost like willing her own death because she believes in satan and and so faith is is conf- faith confirms your beliefs if that makes sense i'm not making mm-hmm. a reason but if you if you if you put through something that might confirm uh, and cement your faith but it might not have anything to do with you could interpret that scene as, yeah. yeah i'm rambling a bit here but i feel i feel like the movie is being really um smart with how ambiguous but also at the same time really hello look at me i look like an ancient avenger and i'm satan maybe you know like it's 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 Mm -hmm. doing it both ways and i kind of like that it can get away with being really um really clear and super ambiguous at the same time if that makes sense oh yes 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 i totally get what you're saying um and i've I, like you're you're saying I think the movie handles this very well you know yeah, yeah. it's 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 spelling out some things you know making some things clear yeah. and then keeping other p- things under the surface yes. like oh this could be the case Thank you. you're not like yes <laughs> yes <laughs> it rides that fine line and it really works mm-hmm. and also it takes time with things too it's not a like it's fast paced at times, but it also sort of relishes in the in the slower moments that can be kind of spooky and things like that. And I really mm-hmm. enjoy that. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think you know, I kind of feel like there's a reason behind that. I mean, first of all, it, it is a movie from the '60s, and they were kind of generally a bit slower than a lot mm. of modern films. But I think for this particular film, it is this play that. You know, it's sl- slowly but surely, you know, creeping closer to this castle, and you just you need that sort of atmospheric horror that that's creeping in on the people we're following, and it's just yeah. um, very, very uh, 
it's a very special kind of horror. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like a lot of modern horror films doesn't really do this kind, you know, this kind of existential horror. Yeah. Um I mean obviously some, there's some horror movies okay. like this today, but but the majority sort of takes another route and I think that's sort of a shame because this this kind of horror is really mm, Yeah. It, it it is scary but it's also sort of delicious in, 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 in you know looking at it because you're like oh yes that's so that's so creepy and that's so uh, uh you know so much dread in this whole situation it's just very enjoyable yeah definitely and like it's it's not afraid to sort of try to be a bit intellectual about things and sort of mm-hmm. trying to talk about subjects that are actually kind of difficult to talk about in a movie like this but it doesn't shy away from that and that makes it even more scary i mean think about it medieval times if you're trying to sort of mess with someone's faith if you're a person that lives in 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 the medieval era it's kind of scary actually i mean that's your worldview that's sort of your insurance after life and and every decision you've made if you're trying to make something someone turn against that and make them not mm. believe it at all like that's kind of scary actually if you if you mm. think about it so sort of throwing things like that into a movie where you're act- also attacking someone like a bird attacking someone's face and having really yeah. really clear uh <laughs> opaque blood being all over the place uh, it's kind of yeah it's kind of great and just mm-hmm. also like taking taking your time with scenes and and allowing the viewer to take a breather is also <laughs> yeah really nice yeah. really nice and not relying on jump scares uh i'm not going to compare this movie to annabelle comes home uh but i'm going to <laughs> <laughs> i watched half of annabelle comes home a couple of weeks ago and man wow. You could say, well, that's a slow movie, but then you have these assy jump scares all the time. So it doesn't, ah. it's not, a, it's not a, 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 a slow movie and it doesn't really try to do anything clever in terms of anything. Mm. I'm not, I'm not sure where I'm going with this. I just had Annabelle comes home in my head and I felt like, yeah, that tried to be something that it's not. So mm. You know, I'm sorry to tarnish this this yeah. podcast with Annabelle Comes Home, uh, 43 or whatever it is. But uh, here I we are. I have not seen Annabelle Comes Home, but don't do it. I think yeah, I think I know the kind of movie that you're talking yeah, you about. Yeah, you know, and it's and, dark, yeah. but it's not actually scary, and it just looks like ass, and you're just like, ugh, <laughs> ugh. But it's the only new horror movie on the goddamn streaming service, so you're like, well, I guess I'm watching Annabelle mm. for Patrick Wilson's you know, sake. Do you know what, Ebba? <laughs> no. That is why I'm collecting physical media so I can pick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to choose what's on the streaming service. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so anyways, <laughs> I'm getting flashbacks um, now and it's not good. Um, I also, I, I want to um, address Francesca a little bit more than we have uh, so far. So Francesca yeah. is this young woman from the village who is pretty much kidnapped by Prospero and taken to his castle and forced into clothing she doesn't want, forced into yeah. partying that she doesn't want, forced and a very into being a satanist that banks. she doesn't want. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
um, and the the I I think it's a really nice dichotomy between Prospero and Francesca. You know, Francesca is, you know, she says, I I believe in God, mm. I believe in the goodness of God, and I'm never gonna lose that faith, basically. And Prospero is the same, but for Satan. You yeah, know, he I believe in Satan. I believe in. <laughs> The, the the evilness of Satan and, and and you know the same as Francesca but the opposite yeah and I think that's a really nice contrast between those two and mm-hmm. in the end when the Red Death arrives to the castle and Prospero sees him and he thinks it's Satan uh, he essentially says I don't remember exactly what he says but he's he sends Francesca away like out to the wall of the castle yeah. or something and he says wait for me there yeah because he thinks that those two are like going to survive yeah, <laughs> because Satan is going to spare them. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but he doesn't know, of course, that, you know, it's, it's not going to, not going to end like that. But they actually have like when Francesca is like saying goodbye to Prospero, they actually have like this little moment where they're like, we respect each other. You yeah, know, yeah. Francesca has learned, she, she hasn't learned to be a Satanist, even though Prosper has tried to turn her throughout the whole thing, but she has learned to respect him because she sees in him the same level of faith that yeah. she has. Yeah. Just It's just different. Yeah. And I think Prospero in the same way has learned to respect Francesca because he has tried to turn her and she hasn't. And he sees that, oh, you know, she has the same level of faith, faith as I do, just in a different deity absolutely um, and, and will and, and they yeah 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 and and they has this really i don't want to call it a sweet moment but it's this it's a very good moment for both of their characters because it's it's showing us how they have both grown because of each other because they have known each other uh, and i think it's quite quite beautiful actually yeah because like it would have been it would have been kind of off if she would have just slapped him or something Mm-hmm. It would have been kind of weird because in that moment they also think that they're both going to make it. I mean, she thinks mm. so as well. At least that's how I int- interpreted it. So, I mean, it's it's um it's an interesting it's an interesting moment to have as their sort of last goodbye. Um, but uh, thank God they're not spending any more time together because <laughs> <sighs> he is evil. But yeah, it, I mean. So you have that scene, but then you have, well, you have this sort of speech thing that um, that the Red Death is doing. But uh, uh, I also really enjoyed the the last dance or waltz or whatever you want to call it with um, mm-hmm. all of these guests sort of being infected by the Red Death, and uh, and it's just shot very beautifully, I think, because he sort of brings his uh, the Red Death brings his cape up. And touches people, and as the cape sort of his hand goes down, uh, they have these sort of red rashes all over their body, like almost like they're sweating blood almost. And they start dancing, and it's like a dance of death. And they all break into this dance, and as uh, Prospero realizes that, oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be dancing soon enough as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sort of claw at him almost, and he screams, and it's just like. He's not accepting this death at all. And it's just really, oh, it's kind of creepy, I feel like. it's These people, they have sort of been kept in this castle and sort of ha- had a, hopes of something different. I've sort of been, you know, like 
um, under his heel the entire time, but also sort of loving it because it did turn up to be, I mean, they did almost turn to Satanism as far as I could tell. So mm. it's just a very delicious ending to to this movie. Um, is there anything you want to say about the very, very last scene when you have Red Death, but also Black Death, <laughs> Purple yeah, Death, <laughs> Rainbow Rain- of Death, <laughs> Rainbow of Death? <laughs> Sounds like a shitty band. <laughs> yeah, so the very last scene is when pretty much almost every person in the village has mm. died, except yeah. for Francesca and Gino and like a young girl. Um, and almost everyone from the castle has died. And the Red Death is, is sitting out there in the in the desolate landscape. And there are other deaths that's coming. Mm. And there's they, they are sort of having like a like a business meeting. Like, how did your death go? <laughs> like, so, oh, I um, killed the whole village. <laughs> I see your budget here for the last quarter. I mean, it's kind of off here, but uh, if we could fix the numbers here, I'd be super happy about that. <laughs> it's bizarre and lovely. <laughs> yeah. And it's also it's also hinting at what's been going on in the rest of the world mm-hmm. because we have only seen this village and yeah. this castle. We don't know about the rest. But apparently there's been an orange death and a blue death and a green yeah. death and a black death. And they've been killing in thousands. So this oh, yes. is just like a sliver of mm. of the, the torment that's going on <laughs> in the world. And uh, yeah, it does play with your imagination there a bit. And it's also a very... Um, the the sort of the image of these deaths going in a row uh, down the hill and just off to off for more torment. It, it's a really um, like it, it it speaks to you visually of something, mm-hmm. and I think that's uh, yeah. There's just a lot of that in this movie, and I and I think ending with that is very mm. it's very yeah. Mwah. And also, you know, when when the other deaths are coming to the red death, the red death speaks of the survivors you know he's speaking of this little girl that has survived and he's speaking about Francesca and Gino mm. saying they survived and we as viewers sort of saying thinking you know that's a happy ending you know our favorite couple the good ones yeah. they survived but then of course we know that you know the rest of the world is like desolate yeah there's just <laughs> more of this <laughs> yeah I mean are they really lucky that they survived I'm not sure yeah I mean, <laughs> do we want to live in Mad Max 1.0 <laughs> but with absolutely fabulous outfits just true, saying true. I'd yeah. raid that castle before I left it just <laughs> putting it out there <laughs> same same yeah. yeah have to say a bit disappointed when I was uh, doing my little bit of Pinteresting while watching this because I wanted to mm. add a bunch of outfits to mm-hmm. my some of my boards uh, good luck with that I can tell you uh, oh yeah <laughs> I was like hmm am I gonna have to screenshot this uh, low quality version that I'm watching <laughs> yeah sadness mm. yeah so Shame. yeah if you're trying to look up these by just Google imaging, searching, you know, to get an image of what they're wearing, you're not going to have good luck. So, oh, you have to watch it. Hmm. <laughs> that's, that's not a bad thing. Exactly. <laughs> but if you want to save it for later, it's a bad thing. <laughs> 
But yeah, so do you want to move on to our uh, usual questions? Or is there anything last you want to talk about before we do that? No, I think we can move on. Yeah, excellent. And, and just just conclude that it is, it is a gorgeous looking film. Yes. I think I think you should watch it, viewers. No, yes. listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yeah. even react. I was like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm so used to doing YouTube videos. So. Oh, I'm so <laughs> used, used to it. But that's actually true. So, yeah. <laughs> By the way, you're doing this cool... Um, um, what do you call them? Um, let's plays with like Atari and uh, things like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted yes. to plug that because that uh, that's awesome. I've, I've watched a few and it's just so much fun to watch like a really, really fucking old game, uh, <laughs> but still younger than this movie. So yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> uh, the the last uh, let's play that I uploaded um, involved a lot of cursing from my side. Because, <laughs> oh, I haven't um... watched that one yet. <laughs> I'll get around to that. Sounds awesome. <laughs> well, yeah. If we're going sidetracked here a bit, can I talk about something I watched recently? Sure, go ahead. I mean, we not we not usually get sidetracked like this in the middle of it, but uh, anyways. So Fine. I watched um, the boys. I got myself some Amazon Prime. Uh, you see, mm. uh, and mm-hmm. they have the boys on there. This sort of satirical superhero series, right. yeah, yeah, by uh, mm, let's see, is it, is it Garth Garth Ennis? Might be, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. so. That's the the uh, sort of comic guy behind it, mm. and uh, I was I knew that it was going to be a bit brutal because I've read uh, some of Preacher, and well, let me let mm. me just put it this way: it's gross, <laughs> but it's also pretty fantastic. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I can highly recommend The Boys if you haven't seen it. Um, awesome. Uh, Linnea and Listener. Uh, you will laugh and you will be disgusted and you will be, ah, what a nice cold shower in this superhero <laughs> era that we're living in <laughs> for good and evil. <laughs> it's sort of yeah. nice to have sort of like a, an antidote sort of to to mm-hmm. to the sort of... Um, Cool. We have a lot of superheroes cool. out right now, so it was just a nice, yeah. <laughs> nice little side stroll in another direction. Uh, so yeah, just a little bit of a side note there. <laughs> Wanted to talk about the boys. Um, but yeah, okay, on to our questions. Um, hmm. I'm going to go with and see if we can do this one. Uh, sometimes we have trouble thinking of something, but uh, I want you to replace an actor to improve the movie mm. Mm, yeah <laughs> so the premise is you're in a time machine and you can bring any actor from any era to replace one actor in this movie who would you bring hmm okay so there is actually one character that mm. we haven't mentioned it was the the, the little person um what yes. was his character's name i don't remember uh, Hop- Toad or something something like that yeah yeah um I, the the guy who played him was actually a really good actor, yeah. but you know I was sort of looking there, looking at the film, and I was thinking, oh, you know Peter Dinklage, Fuck. you know yes. <laughs> I want to, you know I want Peter Dinklage, and then especially Peter Dinklage's voice mm-hmm. to be in this. That's that's uh, um, the only one that I think the only like 
name that popped up as I was watching the film that I was thinking, you know, oh, he could have been in this and it would have been awesome. Um, which is not, I mean, like I said, the actor who did play this character was also good. So, you know, it's... The- yeah, I actually really, I really enjoyed his scenes. So mm. I, I, I want to keep him in though, but I'm going to go a bit further with your, um, or sort of tag along here on your Dinklage <laughs> uh, train. Um I would love to see him as Prospero. I mean, I I love oh. I love Prospero mm-hmm. as he is in this movie. I really mm-hmm. think he's he's excellent here. But he's but, played by Vincent yes, Price. Yes, yeah. uh, who of course is excellent. But mm-hmm. just you know, if we had Dinklage as Prospero, mm-hmm. I because he's sort of he's, he can be really good as as his sort of dev, devilish twirl in mustache twirling and sort of like you know mm, go crawl mm-hmm. as a worm for me you know if you if you sort of if you amp up um the sort of asshole tendencies that his character in game of thrones have but mm-hmm. tone down the parts that make him seem like a nice person <laughs> if you just have the sort of evil the, the sort of you know the asshole part the asshole part. What am I talking about? Please, Linnea, educate me so I can sound like more of a <laughs> learned person, please. <laughs> but you know, Peter Dinklage in that role, sort of going full on evil, full on Satan, would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just and and mm. I mean, it's a couple of of uh, my favorite scenes with Prospero played by Vincent Price in the film is when he's like talking about the devil and uh, he, he's using very, he's, he's sounding very seductive. Yeah. You know, he's like whispering yeah. the devil and it, it's just, mm, it's delicious. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I think, you know, Peter Dinklage with his voice could also do some he, awesome sure. seductive things with that. Yes. Yeah. And also because like um, Price is tall, like you could mm. be physically in- intimidated by Price. So I feel like if you if Dinklage, who is um, short, you know, um, mm. I feel like he he sort of has to compensate for that with even more charisma, and and mm. even more like I control this environment. I have my soldiers, and they do my bidding. I have Satan. I have all these things that make me powerful and make you a, a, a bug in my eyes, even though you might be taller, like you know physically but mm. sort of sort of also playing playing a little bit with that i wouldn't want it to play entirely with that because that just feels tiresome and a bit of a relic <laughs> mm. not super fresh but a little bit just a little bit uh, to sort of use an actor's strength in a role like that i i feel like that could be kind of cool mm. oh i've Absolutely. sold myself on a movie that i'll never see <laughs> too bad <laughs> in an alternate timeline somewhere you will see yeah. this <laughs> so yeah you know since we're already on that let's shuffle things up a bit here do you think that this should be remade in 2020 that's a mm, yeah that's a hard one exactly i mean with corona going on I mean, uh, that might not be the time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, no. I'm not. I'm not saying no to a remake, but I'm saying no to a remake in 2020. I think it's just 
a little bit too awkward. A little bit too soon. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, let's say 2025, maybe. Maybe that's a that good time. That would be fine. Yeah. yeah. That would be fine. <laughs> um, but just just on the concept of remaking the film, um, yes, I think I would be fine with that. Um, I don't think a remake can quite capture some of the aesthetic from the original because some of this, some of the things that I think both of us really like about this film mm. is very sixties yeah, things, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I don't, I don't think a modern remake can quite capture that, but I think a modern remake can probably enhance other parts, other aspects of the film, and, and make those better. So yeah, I think there's room for remakes, sure. Yeah, I think it'd be really cool because this is sort of the same material that I feel like Anna Billier takes a lot mm. of her inspiration mm. from. And I would like, if we're going along with this Peter Dinklage alternate reality, I feel like <laughs> there could be a horror movie with, with her at the realm mm. that picks, I, I would tone down her because she goes really far into that direction. So if mm -hmm. she could be toned down like just, if you just pull the reins a little bit <laughs> a little bit on her mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I feel like there could be something really uncomfortable and quirky and and uh, weird that would mm. be kind of great to watch I feel like so you could have some of that 60s weirdness magic um, mm. but interpreted by a really modern person <laughs> yeah so yes from me then I guess <laughs> mm. to a remake well then, um, moving on from uh, talks about remakes yes. to uh, Bang Bomb Blast. And this is, of course, our version of Fuck, Mary Kill in that order. And uh, the selection for this episode is Prospero, Francesca and Gino. What are your picks, Eva? Well, what an unholy trio that is. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, okay, well, it's actually way harder than than I initially thought but okay <laughs> bang bang well I think I I'll, I'll bang Francesca yeah I think so mm -hmm. bang mm -hmm. Francesca um and I'll bond Gino seemed like mm -hmm. an all right fellow um and he did sort of hatch a plan to to um, save his girlfriend and yeah he put up with a lot of shit and mm -hmm. and so did Francesca too let's be honest <laughs> but uh, yeah he had a charm to him so I, I will go with that uh, but I'll blast Prospero even though mm -hmm. there's something alluring about him he's also <laughs> an evil bastard <laughs> true true <laughs> and you um... I mean, I, I, I'm not gonna argue against your selection. I think. Uh, oh, please do. <laughs> please do argue. Um, I, I, I think that that selection very much <laughs> makes sense. Uh, but I am, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm gonna pick differently just for mm, for the fun yeah. of it. Um, so I think I'm going to bang Prospero. I'm not gonna bond him because he is an evil bastard. Yeah. But he's kind of seductive. You know, yeah, he's he's he's, <sighs> yeah, he's seductive. So I, I guess like, I'll bang him. <laughs> he'll he'll take you to a very nice dinner, some good yes. entertainment, 
probably really expensive wine. Yes, clothes, jewelry. Mm -hmm. I mean, he'll pick some really awesome outfits for you. So I get it, girl. I get it. Um, and then I think I'm gonna bond Francesca because mm. she was really sweet. Yes, she was. And uh, I think actually I'm gonna just place myself in the role of Gino, so I'm gonna be the one that rescue her, and then we live sort of happily ever after in the, <sighs> an empty world. <laughs> also, a movie I'd watch. <laughs> Definitely, the way more gay version. I'd watch that. <laughs> Two ladies with great outfits. Yes. Yes. Please. So bye, Gino. <laughs> mm. Nothing wrong with Gino, but I just... Mm, he didn't have that much of a personality. Or rather, he had a rather mild personality. Mm, uh, Prospero is a sort of larger-than-life kind of personality, and that's very attractive, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> larger-than-life is almost like an understatement. I mean, mm. yeah. We could get into the cuckoo things that he does in the movie, but let's not dwell on that. <laughs> mm. Well then, um, so that was a very, very interesting selection to pick from. Um, and as we, we sort of determined, it was maybe a bit more difficult than we first thought. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Prospero there, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a wild card, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> To say the least. Oh, card! Also, because there are cards in this. Because the Red Death, he does his mm. little tarot cards things. Mm. It's a, it's it's a stretch, but I'm I'm going with it. I'm going with it. <laughs> I'm sticking by my bad jokes here. And... <sighs> you do that. I, I mean, that. that's sort of almost become a staple of the podcast at this point. Right. <laughs> Never, never leave the brand. <laughs> if you exactly. got it, brand it. <laughs> uh, so moving on then to the next segment, which is favorite film quote. And this is a quote from the movie, a word, a phrase, or, or a longer piece that has stuck with us for some reason. It could be funny, it could be uh, just really thought-provoking or whatever. Uh, something that just... Mm, that is a piece that we remember. Do you have anything for that, Eva? Well, I actually have uh, two. And oh. they are sort of lines told by the Red Death to Prospero. And it is the very end of, of the movie. And I feel like they sort of encapsulate the d demise of a Prospero and also his faith and, and you know... The whole, the whole situation basically uh, to mm. me at least to me at least like you say this is what I bring with me uh, so but my first quote then would be um, when he is sort of Red Death is sort of you know he's, he's turning the dancers into he's giving them the, the Red Death he's infecting the, them with Red Death and he turns to Prospero and he says uh, your hell Prospero and the moment of your death and mm. I felt like that was really like, yeah, this is where your saga ends. And it's not mm. the way you thought it was going to be. Um, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so quite, quite poetic by him there. Uh, oh, yes. And also when he is really, um, you know, it's quite desperate, Prospero. Like, this is not mm. what he was going for. Like, he is, he is desperate and he doesn't want to die, it seems like. Uh, so the Red Death tells him um, or asks him, uh, why should you be afraid to die? 
uh, your soul has been do- dead for a long time. Mm. And yeah. that's also true. And that's also mm-hmm. uh, sums it up, I think. The whole situation with Prospero. Mm. Yes, yeah. yes, very good quotes, definitely. Um, I think that those quotes very much, you know, reflect on on, on Prospero as a character and mm. on the conflicts that Prospero has with death, because he he has believed up till that point that he does not fear death yeah. because he thinks that he thinks that death is Satan essentially, yeah. and then it turns out that no, death is another character, another yeah. force of nature, and now at that point, Prospero is starting to fear death Mm. because he figures out that no i don't actually want to die (laughs) not like not like this this is not what i planned Uh, so that's that's yeah really good choice um i'm going to pick one that gino says Mm. uh, and this is uh at the point in the film where the villagers are arriving to the castle and sort of are begging uh, prospero for health uh or for for help um and they, you know, as I said earlier, it's sort of implied that, you know, they have chosen Satan as uh, out of desperation, yeah. pretty much, because, you know, maybe he can help us. Uh, and Gino says, if we must die, let's die as human beings. Mm. And I think, first of all, I think that really drives home what Gino's character is, yeah. but also sort of the conflict that stands between Gino and Francesca and Prospero, yeah. you know, God versus devil, and and this neutral force in between that is is uh, the Red Death, because Gino, at that point, he knows Prospero, he's the evil one. We're not gonna pick him. <laughs> yeah. We shouldn't pick him because even though I, I I go out into this village where I know there's a plague and I'm probably gonna die of that plague, I if I choose that. I choose to die as a human being and I choose to die with my faith intact. And I think mm. that's it's just really beautiful. A, a very, very beautiful line. Very well well thought, thought out uh, line, I think. Definitely, definitely. It, sum, it sums it up, especially in the mm-hmm. context. It really does sums it up because what's going on in the castle is not what mm. Gino and everyone really who is a a ordinary person that is not what they are being taught to be a human is about Mm. um so so he's like nope nope that is not that is not the way sort of Mm. so yeah definitely uh i feel like in general it was pretty quotable movie i feel like there's got a lot of good lines and um maybe that is the edgar Allan poe um um you know, like it's like it's taking mm. a lot from that. I I don't Possibly. I don't know. I feel like it's much more like poemy um, with Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe. So poemy with Ed- oh my god, let's move on. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we are then uh, getting to the the last parts here of the episode, and one of the last segments is Augie issued with Gordon, and Gordon is of course our version of the Oscars where we make up the categories as we like it. Uh, so, Eva, why should this win a Gordon? And in which category? Ooh, there are... I mean, I could imagine plenty of categories for uh, for this uh, movie to win in. But I feel like I'm going to give it to uh, most... Hmm, most 
good looking and theatrical representation of a disease <laughs> in a movie. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's a bit weird, but that's what I'm going with because the red death and also the other deaths like these these diseases sicknesses uh, they are very theatrical and very they they speak with their imagery and i i feel like it should have a gordon for that there are like i said there are many other things i would like to give it a gordon for but i'm going with mm. that one so yeah and you yeah well like 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 you're saying there's several things that i think this uh, movie um deserves praise for yeah. and deserves uh, a Gordon or other awards. Um, but I, I'm probably just going to pick the low-hanging fruit here and says <laughs> I would like to give a Gordon to uh, the costume designer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, that without that, it would have been probably still a good movie, but the costume design sort of takes it to another level yeah. and is what makes it really memorable and really just a great experience to watch so yeah. you know because that it, is what that is one of the big selling points for the movie absolutely and it does tell a story with colors and yeah. just like how vivid everything is um mm. and i mean i basically also gave it to the costumer with <laughs> with the outfit <laughs> of red death so mm. that's saying something and it's it's well worth a watch yeah. definitely definitely so um rounding things off here um you know double feature do you have any recommendations some media or other that would go well with um, this movie i have one film and um this is sort of playing on the whole cult kind of scenario uh because in this film we of course have prospero and his not Goonies, but his his people that he is surrounding himself with, mm. that he's either has turned to Satanism or is trying to turn to Satanism. Um, and, you know, that whole uh, sort of sinister cult religion kind of scenario. Um, there is another film that I would very much re- like to recommend. And it is actually a film that the two of us have seen together. What? Yes, before the podcast. I don't know if you can guess which one. No, I can't. <laughs> there's a blank or there might have been <laughs> but I have famously uh, it... shitty memory so it's, it's fine <laughs> uh, I'm thinking of The Wicker Man oh yeah that's a yes. good one it's a yeah. it's a different slightly different flavor of horror but there's still this sort of sinister um, devotion to something that, that is um, you know scary yeah. and creepy and everything so you know wicked man the original that is is really great it's awesome and the music in that is so good as well oh yes and yes. it's it's also the one you know what well, like it you could say that it's just a horror movie but it has so many it, like it has layers and it's trying to do something mm. else but mm. you could also just look at it and be like oh it's scary like you can mm. you can depending on what you want to get out of it you could get that from it so yeah it's, that's mm. a really good um good suggestion Hmm. Well, I'm not going to be able to top that. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Uh, but I'm going with a book, actually. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. And it's one that I w- read fairly recently, like this summer. Uh, and it's called The Corset by Laura Purcell. And mm-hmm. it's... 
I don't know exactly why I feel like it would be a good fit, but it's sort of this uh, where, where you have is because it's about a woman who, who or a girl, I should say, who sort of does take takes up sewing and she, the things she sews, the people that then wear the clothing, uh, accidents happen to them. Mm. And it, it, it's sort of insinuating that maybe she's like pouring emotions and things into her sewing and that then sort of translates into people uh, even dying and having accidents or is there is there a god look no this sort of in mm-hmm. in that area it's lurking around in that and it's really accessible it was a really easy read but still sort of tackling a bit with these um these subjects and uh, mm. it's just you, you don't quite know where it's going so i i would recommend that one sort of to get that sort of feeling as well yeah cool I was not familiar with that one, so I need to check it out. Yeah, I, f- I think it's. I think it might have been released like maybe 2017, 16 or something. So mm-hmm. it's fairly mm-hmm. new as well. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah well, that's. Uh, <laughs> it, that's all that's needed, really. Um, and that's so, a wrap. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> So yeah, listener, I think uh, that is the end of the episode. Um, we have gushed about this movie for, for quite a while now. Um, and I believe both of us uh, recommend you go out and watch it. Yes. It was uh, awesome and great and gorgeous looking and everything uh, in between that. Um, and listener, maybe you have already seen this film. We would like to know what you think about it. So go to our Facebook page, Star Crash Podcast, where you can share your thoughts and also give us recommendations for future episodes. Uh, we also have an Instagram account, if there's more your jam. Uh, that's also Star Crash Podcast. And join us in two weeks as we sit down and talk about the 80s rock and roll musical science fiction comedy that is Voyage <laughs> of the Rock Aliens. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.